In this video, I want to begin by reading 2 Peter chapter 1, beginning with verse 1 down through verse 15. 2 Peter 1, from verse 1 down through verse 15. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained a faith of equal standing with ours, by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. May grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election. For if you practice these qualities, you will never fall, for in this way there will be richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm continuing now at verse 12. Therefore, I intend always to remind you of these qualities, though you know them, and are established in the truth that you have. I think it right, as long as I am in this body, to stir you up by way of reminder, since I know that the putting off of my body will be soon, as our Lord Jesus Christ made clear to me. And I will make every effort so that after my departure, you may be able at any time to recall these things. We are in this important section of Scripture, the first chapter of Second Peter. And here's a summary. God has given us all we need as we receive and participate in what God has given, we are able to obtain faith and add to our faith these things virtue, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, 
brotherly kindness and love. Now, verse 8 says, If these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 9 warns, If we lack these things, it obstructs our vision and it keeps us from remembering we've been purged from our old sins. Concerning these matters, I wanted to repeat something else from the previous class. We are to possess these qualities, and there must be ongoing progress throughout our earthly existence, in spite of any opposition or suffering. See, we are never finished. Spiritual growth must be a constant and ongoing process accompanied by good current self-examination. We're at verse 12. Therefore, I intend always to remind you of these qualities, though you know them and are established in the truth that you have. There is a common expression you may hear. Someone might say, I should only have to tell you once. And there is truth in that. If God tells us something in his word just one time, there should be sufficient information there to elicit our ongoing response to what he said. Some of us may remember our parents, our teachers, saying to us with very strong tones, I'm going to tell you this only one time. We're familiar with that. But there is this reality of human motivation and memory. Sometimes we need to hear it again. We need reminders. We need to be urged to do what we've been told to do. The apostle Peter did not buy into the idea, I'm only going to tell you this once. No, he wrote here in 2 Peter 1.12, I intend always to remind you of these qualities, though you know them and are established in the truth that you have. Now, these qualities are what we read a moment ago back in verses 5 through 11, those things we add to our faith, the building blocks of discipleship. Peter is saying, I'm not going to tell you this once or twice. I'm going to always remind you of these qualities. As long as I draw breath, speak, write, and influence, it will be good for you, and it's my duty to issue to you reminders and reviews for your spiritual good. I will tell you, I'm not only not critical or irritated, I appreciate reminders because I need reminders. I am a big fan of reviewing not just because I forget stuff. I need additional motivation. I need to be exhorted. I need to be urged on, reminded of what my duty is. 
There is a rather poor tendency sometimes exhibited when people say, oh, I've heard that before, same old stuff, I know that. I know what these qualities are. You don't have to tell me twice. Peter, Jesus, and others who spoke for God did not buy into that. We need reminders and review. Peter said, if I've told you once, I'm going to tell you again and again and again about these qualities that absolutely must be added to your faith. These are things you must possess, and these are things you must make progress in. Verse 13, I think it right, as long as I am in this body, Peter said, to stir you up by way of reminder. If you have a footnote in the English Standard Version, or you have the New King James, the word body is the Greek word tent. New King James, as long as I am in this tent. Let's talk for a minute or two about tents. If I've told you this before in years past, well, I intend to remind you again. There is one basic concept about tents. They are temporary. When Paul and I were raising our kids, we had this crazy idea that they needed to be exposed to camping. So off we went one day to Montgomery Wards or Sears to buy a tent and camping supplies. And our sons and our daughter will confirm that we would take a Friday night drive over to Lake Afton in Kansas, pitch our tent, outdoor cooking, campfire, all of that, and we always took the tent down Saturday afternoon, went back home to get ready for church on Sunday. I'm sure there were times when all five of us hated that, but nobody said anything. It was what you did. It was almost in, in that time frame a rite of family passage, but it was temporary, that tent. And I rejoiced when we put that tent out in our yard sale. But in the Bible, there are tents and tabernacles and portable shelters. Guess what? We live inside a portable temporary shelter. One of the ever-present truths of good living is to know that our bodies will not last forever. In the majority of cases, you get old and get sick and feeble and you die. Peter faced that reality, not with devastating anguish, but with intention to stir up his brothers and sisters by way of reminder. If I've told you once, I'll tell you again and again and again, as long as I'm in this tent, and as long as I still have a voice. 
lesson for us. Don't stop doing good so long as your tent is up. Now, the tent may be tattered. It may be fading. It may be exhibiting some of the signs of age, losing hair, flabby. Don't stop doing good as long as your tent is still up. Peter shows us what it means to finish strong, to keep helping people and serving God, though you may know that your time is short. He said in verse 14, since I know that the putting off of my body will be soon, as our Lord Jesus Christ made clear to me. <clears throat> Peter knew his tent was temporary. His temporary house would fall. He would transition to a better permanent home. And the Lord Jesus Christ had made that clear to Peter about his death. And this may well reference what is recorded in John 21, 18 and 19, where Jesus spoke to Peter about his death. Peter was by now an older man, a senior citizen of the kingdom. Estimates are that he would have been in his 70s. Death was imminent. Mortality tables in the Roman Empire period, far shorter than the lifespans that we are familiar with today. So Peter knew that his tent was coming down. His sojourn would soon come to an end. But his commitment remained. He says in the next verse, I will. See, that's the language of commitment, resolve. New King James I will be also diligent that at any time after my departure, you will be able to recall these things I'm now communicating to you. Peter is thinking about the welfare of his brethren after he is gone. He wants to train and teach the next generation. He wants to teach them and refresh their memory while he's still around. He wants them to remember what he taught after he's gone. This is in the heart of every old preacher and every young preacher and every Christian. If I've told you once, I'm going to tell you again and again, and I'm going to keep telling you what God says until I die, hoping that after I die, that impact will have influence in your life. This is the product of a spiritually-minded man. The earthly attitude is, what difference does it make? I won't be here. Peter did not entertain such a neglectful thought. His purpose was to teach and preach and remind Christians with all diligence while he was still alive, so that after his death, they would remember. The preachers of my youth back in the 1950s no longer occupy an earthly tent. 
but I remember a lot of what they taught me. I sometimes quote what these men said because they taught me from the Bible over and over and over again. And apparently some of the times that they taught me, I paid attention. I will have more to say about this. This is the dedication to the next generation that all of us watching this video today ought to have. We ought to care about what happens to our brethren after we are gone. We ought to apply devotion and diligence now while we're in this tent. We ought to apply diligence now to help people grow in their faith, to encourage them toward God, so that after we are gone, our children and grandchildren and young people who remain and survive will remember what we taught them and be influenced in a good direction. Verse 15, I will make every effort, so that after my departure, you may be able at any time to recall these things. Four things we need to apply. One, constantly monitor your level of diligence. We are capable of slipping gradually becoming less diligent, forgetting, not being mentally prepared, neglecting good things that we need to be doing. We must constantly watch ourselves and monitor our progress or monitor our digress. Watch our attitudes, current self-examination, lest we become sluggish. We must constantly monitor our level of diligence. Number two, this diligence involves the practice of these qualities that we studied in the previous video. Virtue and knowledge, self-control and steadfastness, steadfastness with godliness, godliness with brotherly affection, brotherly affection with love. See, I cannot just assume that because I've been baptized, I automatically have these qualities. No, I should not think because I'm a member of the Lord's church or my name is in a directory, I possess and practice these building blocks of good discipleship. Each one of us bear the personal responsibility to be certain we are working on these qualities. And it isn't just a matter of knowing and having definitions of these words. Start there, but then embed these in your heart and live them out in your life, remembering what we studied previously back in verse 9. Whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind. Number three, the most effective defense against not falling is directly 
and diligently walking in the right direction. If you think your balance is off, be careful and focus and walk on in the right direction. If I may put the matter in some simple terms, if you do not want to fall down, be careful how you walk. Keep walking correctly and in the right direction. The most effective safeguard or defense against falling down is diligently adding these qualities, walking in the right direction to make your calling and election sure. Number four, there is personal responsibility we have right up to the time of our departure. We are not apostles yet as Christians instructed by the apostles. We must imitate the diligence of the apostle Peter right up to the time of his death. His intention was to be active in instructing and exhorting God's people. Age may sometime have some effect on us, and we may not be able to do what we once did. I don't know if you've noticed watching these videos or listening to these audios that my tent isn't 21 years old. I'm sorry, but I can see when I see some of you in person, that your tents are not what they used to be. But as long as we're alive, we must do whatever we are able to do, encouraging others and taking part in the Lord's work. And think of this. Are there things we can do now in serving God and others that we couldn't do well when we were 21? I will quickly confess, I can do things now I couldn't do at 21 because of experience. I must use that experience so long as I'm in this wrinkled tent. Legacy is our responsibility. Legacy is our responsibility. Thank you. I hope you'll come back because as long as we do these videos, as long as I'm in this tent, I want to talk to you about what God has said in his word. Thank you.